0: Hey, I know this is a little unusual, but I forgot to put this in the regular announcement at the start of the show. On Monday, March 18th, 2019 at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I know, I get it. I've given you a tremendous amount of heads up with this one. I'm doing a special webinar titled 10 Ways to Maximize Your Premium Ticket Revenue. It covers some of the new ideas in prospecting sales, closing referrals, uh, renewals that I've learned over the past 12, 18, 24 months that I've used with clients all over the world and that have I've seen success from. Uh, not just from sports, but from law firms, consulting, um, nonprofits, everything. And I pull it together and I'm putting it in a form that will be applicable to premium seating in sports and entertainment. To get... Access to this thing—it's completely free. You need to send me an email, though. It's Dave at DaveWakeman.com, and what I'm going to do is I'll reply to that email, put webinar in there, so I make sure I get to it as fast as possible with a link to sign up to the pod or to the webinar. Because I kind of haven't had the ability to put the webinar link into my website, just because it's a new platform, it's a new idea that I'm trying out. I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, It's going to be really all about premium selling and marketing. Um, I think it's going to be great. So send me an email, daviddavewakeman.com. I'll send you back an email with the link to sign up for it. It's going to be Monday afternoon. It's going to go about an hour. I'm going to try to record it. So if you don't get this before before Monday or you don't have a chance to get there because I'm giving you like 72 hours notice or whatever it is, I get it. I'm going to record it and do something else with it, Um, but I really want you to be there. I think it'll be valuable. It's going to be awesome, and it's just another way for me to tell you how much that I care and to share some of the stuff that I've learned and used and had success with. It's going to be great, so I hope you can make it, and now to the podcast. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I am your host, Dave Wakeman. My guest today is a guy by the name of Kyle Wright from the Schubert Organization. Uh, I had Kyle on because I wanted to talk to him about the Broadway Accelerator Program, which is this brand new initiative that the Schubert Organization has pulled together to incentivize and encourage uh, startups to create startups around the business of entertainment. Uh, It's a really exciting program. I've put my as much effort and as much emphasis as I can on this program. So I was really excited to have Kyle on. Before we get to Kyle, though, I want to remind you to check out my sponsors, my good friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Any listing, any sector, anywhere, Booking Protect has you covered with the world's most comprehensive refund protection product. To find out how you and your organization can work with Booking Protect the par- as partners to give your customers a better buying experience, more peace of mind, and how you can create a new revenue stream for your organization, visit them at www.bookingprotect.com. Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Now back to Kyle and our conversation. Uh, I met Kyle um, in passing several times, uh, but I had a a good chance to sit down with him at Intix this year, and we got to talking about our philosophies around theater and entertainment, uh, giving people opportunities, uh, creating opportunities for people to do cool work, uh, making uh, the profession of arts and entertainment a little more sustainable. Uh, Kyle's a really big fan of giving people opportunities, right, and creating opportunities for people whose voices may not have been heard uh, or been able to cut through in the arts that opportunity, Uh, which is something that in most of my work I focus on as well. One of the core ideas that I use is that I want to help give people control back over their careers and their ideas, um, to make things a little more sustainable for people, to give people, to create opportunities. I mean, at, at the core, that's what I do. Um, you know, and sometimes it's wig organization, sometimes it's small. So we were kind of kindred spirits. So when I asked him to be on the podcast, he said, actually, we have this program, this accelerator that we're going to start. It's the first time it's been done in the entertainment industry, especially on Broadway, and he asked me to help uh, promote it and be a part of this. Um, I was super excited. Um, I think that comes through in our conversation. I think that uh, it probably comes through in this uh, talk here because I usually don't talk this long. Um, it's But it's really a fun conversation. We do talk about some of the stuff they're working on at the Schubert organization. We talk about Kyle's background. We talk about some of the stuff that he's interested in, but really we focus on uh, opportunity creation for people in technology, the Tech Accelerator program, and the opportunity that people have um, to work with the Schubert's. And it's really great. So here we go. I want to welcome Kyle Wright from the Schubert organization to the Business Fund podcast. Kyle, thanks for doing this.
1: Thank you so much, David. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. Now, I wanted to have you on because you're about to, you're out on promoting a new program that the Schubert Organization is launching, and it's something that is really near and dear to my heart. Um, Can you talk to, tell us exactly what you guys are launching on April 1st? Yeah, I'd be happy to.
1: So, uh, the Schubert Organization, in partnership with IT Mentors and Exponential Creativity Ventures, um, is launching a Accelerator program modeled after a traditional Silicon Valley uh, startup accelerator uh, with a couple of interesting tweaks. Um, namely, just like most accelerators, we're providing a cash infusion uh, for equity percentage. We're providing a curriculum that helps entrepreneurs build their businesses, create their business models, uh, figure out proof of concept and pilot, uh, and ultimately hone their pitches for a demo day uh, with networking opportunities in between. But in addition, and the kind of secret sauce of the program is that we're providing for those entrepreneurs that need and want them, uh, opportunities for pilot programs or sandbox environments. And it's a bit of an understatement to call it a sandbox environment because what we'll be providing are live Broadway theaters or access into ticketing systems and insights into how ticketing systems work uh, or a database of of, uh, buyers over the years for segmentation and audience analysis or whatever it is people need to really understand what their business is capable of and how to grow that opportunity in the long term in the entertainment space. So we're very excited to launch this. Again, applications go live April first, uh, and the first cohort begins in May. Uh, as we think about that,
0: yeah, and I think it's a fantastic program. And as I probably have expressed to you um, a minimum of a half dozen times over the last month, you know, it's something I'm very excited to put my you know any effort that I have behind it because I think it's just a really great opportunity for organizations and companies and entrepreneurs who don't necessarily always think that they have a road into entertainment to have a pathway forward to, to have, you know, like you said, sandbox, like a really great playground to try their idea, to have access to real world examples and to create something really cool because something we were talking about before the podcast started was about the idea that so many of the solutions that get created or that we use for as tech for, tickets and entertainment, they aren't necessarily originally thought through as technology solutions for for Broadway or for theater. And so I think this creates a really great opportunity for people to create something that even if it's not 100% focused on entertainment or Broadway, it does have that um, opportunity to be kind of, if not completely custom, sort of customized to the theater. And I think that's really, really awesome. Um, You know, how much of that concept went into the thought and process behind the accelerator program.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the ultimately the primary goal as we go into this first cohort, because it's uh, it's always tricky when you're building something new uh, to to the temptation is to start going broad immediately, right? Because there's so many exciting opportunities. So in the beginning uh, and for this first cohort, we really are focusing on people who are trying to build businesses in the entertainment sector and performing arts and live entertainment. Um, but as we think about kind of how this ultimately extrapolates out both as an investment vehicle, uh, and as something that's good for growing the industry, we don't want people who have built businesses or have expertise outside of the entertainment industry to feel excluded. So we are aware that there is a broader, uh, ecosystem out there of smart people that have great ideas that will be very applicable to the entertainment world. And we want to encourage them to be a part of this kind of system because a lot of people don't realize that there really is a thirst and appetite for innovation. And for improving the way things are done and for looking onward to the next 10, 15, 20 years, ha, because you can't be future proof, but thinking about what our industry looks like because we do provide a service that people love and we do we are here to have fun. <laughs> you know, as we talk about like these business podcasts, it doesn't but it is very fun. Like we do something that's really interesting and we want to make sure that we're here for our patrons and for our audiences, and a big piece of that is making sure that we kind of stay where they are and make sure that we are relevant. Uh, whether that means by the content on stage, diversity of voice, uh, people feeling secure and safe or included, uh, there's a million different ways that you can look at what relevancy means in the cultural kind of industry. And I think this is one step in that direction. And, and speaking to kind of this idea of playground, right, we've been so encouraged even in our pre-announcement work, <laughs> because we're just now announcing this, in how many parties are interested within our industry uh, in helping out and being a part of it and being mentors and being advisors and really sharing their insights because we all see that this is not the only kind of movement forward in the innovation space. It's the only one that I know of in this, in this way, in kind of a structured way. But we're all very much excited about participating as an industry in helping secure our future in this space.
0: Yeah, I, and, and I think one of the things that I really love about anything like this is the fact that you talked about future-proofing the business. Right. And so many businesses, so many um, sectors, they wait for change to be imposed upon them. And that creates a really tremendous problem because once the change, you know, once you are pushed to the point where you have to change, it's too late because you're already five or 10 years behind. So if you're, you know, by creating a program that you know, as proven. You know, your you know, this is a new program for you, but the accelerator programs are proven as really good vehicles for creating innovation, um, for helping businesses create best practices that increase the likelihood of their success, um, and giving people a chance to learn things. You're giving the um, the theater and live entertainment industry an opportunity to be. Innovative and leading in the way other industries don't, right? And and I think that's really great. And I and I know you mentioned about how this partnership with New York uh, NYC Tech is going to help you know even accelerate that innovation and grow those opportunities even more. Is um is that something we you you know you can talk about a little bit more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, we're in the very beginnings of forming these partnerships, uh, if you want to call them partnerships, it's really about networking and relationship building, right? And uh, the theatrical community and the entertainment community in general can tend to be very focused on what we do well, which is produce great content that people are excited about that moves people and inspires them. And as we started to reach out and put feelers out in the, specifically in the New York area right now, around being a participant in the technology and entrepreneurship space, uh, and asking for help, because we're we're learning as we go here, we've been really impressed uh, and very humbled, honestly, at how interested the New York City tech community has been in participating and giving advice and advising in how to move forward with this. And there's a lot of opinions, and there's a lot of directions, <laughs> and you can feel like you're getting pulled in a million different ways, but having said that, uh, what's very clear to us is that there is a ton of work being done by the New York City Economic Development Council, New York Partnership Fund for New York, NYC and Company, um, you name it. There's a ton happening uh, out of Brooklyn Navy Yards with companies like Urban X and R Labs and New Labs and Grand Central Tech that are all in this business of creating an ecosystem in New York, uh, which already exists, but kind of curating it and nurturing it. Into a powerhouse that when you have an idea, if you are a smart person and you want to create a business in a technology or technology adjacent, New York is a great place to come and figure that out. And if your first stop is not the right stop, there will be something for you. And we're very excited to plug ourselves into that and create these kind of commingling communities among our participants that are really focused on entertainment and live performing arts and kind of the production process. And people that are doing uh, work in health tech and fintech and that you know all kinds of different things, because I think there will be to use a really dated and irritating word synergies amongst these companies, um, and just introducing them to each other and having events and going to different places and introducing folks from different types of organizations and businesses is going to be healthy in and of itself, regardless, uh, uh regardless of the program details around the curriculum and sandbox environments. That alone I think is important for someone who's trying to build a business. It's understanding how they fit in and where there are pain points that can be alleviated by other companies and other ideas yeah, you know,
0: there, there's there's one question that, that you know we talk about the sandbox and I guess you know I, I know how big the Schubert organization is which you know creates a great amount of opportunity for people um, how you know has everybody been really like excited to embrace these kind of opportunities and these kind of programs or is there, has there been a kind of an, an internal education process as well um, that's going to, uh, you know, that's, yeah. to, that's actually going to create a stronger organization. Because one of the things I've found is, like, if everybody's gung-ho on something or everybody's really reluctant, it's like, well, why is everybody really reluctant or why is everybody really gung-ho? Because usually there's something that I, I haven't thought through. And, you know, have you seen that same sort of situation? Or well, do I even really, make I, that clear? I don't know if I asked I, you any
1: question I think what, what's really exciting for us, for Schubert, and I think the reason that Tim Kashani at IT Mentors and Adam Hutler at Exponential Creativity Ventures uh, saw and were excited about as well is that uh, Schubert has had a history of, and for the last, like, let's say, eight to 10 years, uh, working in partnership with existing businesses, with uh, friends and partners in the industry and entrepreneurs in helping them kind of suss out whether a business is viable or not. Uh, and we've done that in kind of a, not kind of, in a non-official organizational way. Uh, we've done it, there's a structure internally for how it happens about, and we're very organized about how we schedule our work with unions and how we do implementations and how we create uh, feedback mechanisms and success metrics. This is all developed over time. But we're used to doing that and that's kind of part of our DNA and, and we've had a lot of successes from that, honestly, as clients. So in the past, what's happened is as a client, we didn't see what we needed in the you know in the space uh, and there were no platforms that met our needs, and so we started kind of investigating who was out there in the entrepreneurship space that we could influence and kind of convinced to help us purpose-build something or build something with us in mind, uh, and what that ended up happening, uh, providing was a platform that really met our needs, uh, and we've learned over time how to balance that against what's going to be good for the long-term survival of that company as well, so that we're not making them so niche that they can't go out and sell to people. So, There's a history of doing this kind of thing. The, what's different about the way we're formalizing this is twofold. One, we are divorcing what our needs as a client are, as Schubert organization with 17 Broadway theaters and, you know, 7 million ticket sales and all these different things. Uh, we're divorcing those needs from what is, what we're interested in curating and nurturing in this space from an innovation standpoint, uh, from an investment standpoint. And why that's important is, uh, we think we'll be able to, encourage a lot more companies that we maybe won't ever work with, but we can provide, we think are the important long-term health of the industry. Uh, And then later on can come in and become a client, right? Uh, And those are two kind of different operating paths the, the second big difference is because we're formalizing it, because we're creating a joint venture with these partners who also have an equity stake in the venture, because we're creating an application pool, um, it will be something people can apply to. And it's something we can promote as opposed to just a those who know, know and can call us, right? That's been right. great for learning. But what we're really excited about is, the, I guess we could call it democratization of this process. So that we get people from all over the world um, who apply. We of all shapes and sizes um, from a variety of backgrounds. Uh, and we can make sure that we're getting the best ideas, not just ideas that are locally in New York who know a producer or who know an executive who can call the right person and, and get into this kind of ad hoc program. Not that there's been any kind of specific barriers for anybody. We just haven't been promoting it because it hasn't been a thing, so to speak. Right. And so now that it is, we're excited what that means for the level of participation we expect.
0: Yeah, it's great, and I think – you know, I was going to say, and I can circle back to the other question I had, but one of the really cool things about you and about this program as you know, cause I'm sure that you're probably as much a driving force behind this as anybody is the idea that you seem to be promoting and that I think drew us together to talk a lot recently is about creating pathways for people to create careers or have success in the entertainment industry. Um, because I think one of the things that we both can say pretty, um, you know, with great authority is that people it's tough to make a living sometimes in the, in the arts and entertainment and in theater and, you know, a program like this and some of the other stuff that I know that you've been working on, it's really driven by the mission to make the theaters and arts and entertainment a valid career choice for people. You, you talked about inclusion and the need for the arts earlier. And, and, and I really, you know, I I can't stress it enough. It's it's like so important because we need the arts more than ever now. It's um, if we always needed them, we need them ten times as much now, in my opinion. And um, you know, I don't know if this is a core idea behind everything, but to to me, it seems like something that um, really kind of like is intertwined throughout everything that you guys are focusing on and working on and doing right now. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, you're absolutely dead on, honestly. Uh, The interesting thing is, uh, just to switch your wording around a little bit, is being on the inside of this part of the industry, it's a big industry when you talk about entertainment as a sector, right? But uh, what's always fascinating to me is how many jobs there are, how many opportunities there are, how many people work in this business and love what they do, and how few people outside of our business know that exists, right? The, The great joy here is that it's not like we're creating all these opportunities. At the end of the day, we're just opening up, we're creating a door and opening it so people know these opportunities exist and there are these ways of building businesses and that the infrastructure is there because the infrastructure is there, right? When you think about Mm -hmm. specifically commercial theater, but any kind of commercial uh, artist, artistic venture or nonprofit for that matter, the infrastructure has always been there to take ideas in their formative stage polish them up, chop them up, reform them, hone them, put them on stage and make money from them, <laughs> right? At its core. I mean, that's been going on for hundreds of years. And so what's interesting is we've just never put those two wires together and say, hey, this is not completely unlike people trying to develop businesses, right? right. In fact, that's what we're doing. So we're just kind of creating the, it's, it's not sexy, but we're creating the plumbing, truthfully, um, for lack of a better term. Uh, So that all this stuff can flow through it, right? Uh, And I think that's going to be a very interesting thing. And I I am very excited that Schubert is involved, and I've been very involved, but I think the the real leadership comes from our our, our executive team, truthfully, who have always seen Schubert's role as one of infrastructure building uh, so that smarter people and more creative people can do the really fabulous work that everyone observes, right? And so I think it's just an extension of that natural inclination to make sure and to be good steward of this industry and make sure that there are the opportunities and the infrastructure and the support for smart people to find new opportunities for us to do even greater things than we're already doing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great answer. And I, you know, I did answer, ask the question in a way that made me look like a little bit of uh, a, a newbie because so is give you the opportunity. <laughs> well, I, so.
1: I just think it's, it's weird. I, I grew up in this industry. I started performing when I was 11 and I, has pretty much every job you can have in this business uh, at the amateur level and at the professional level in the regionals and here on, in New York. And even I am daily surprised by really cool jobs that exist <laughs> and careers that have been around for decades. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that existed. But of course it exists. Uh, and so if, it, if it's hard for me to find out, imagine someone who's at university or in high school who's looking at what to do with their lives and they're really smart and you know maybe don't want to be in insurance and it's okay to be in insurance and so maybe they want to do something else. This is a great way of taking another pathway, opening up another valve, so that people see a different way of being involved in a really beautiful industry that does really great work.
0: Right. And and I think, too, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe, I, you know, because I often am. But one of the things that people should recognize in something like this, too, is that just because you see the, the huge numbers of, uh, Broadway sales or, you know, the West End, how much money are being made and how, you know, how many shows are. So there's still great opportunity for growth and to create something that's, um, unique because there's still like such a strong need to develop an audience and generate demand and, uh, grow excitement for the theater and the arts. And so, you know, it's not like a, um, I think maybe sometimes people, when they look at, it, they go, "I would love the, I love the arts and love to do this stuff," but it seems like sort of um, tapped out or maxed out, and that's just not the case. There's like so much opportunity for people to have, and there's so many opportunities for people to grow and to do really interesting things because it's not that way. There's, um, you know, there is a vibrance and there is a um, excitement to being involved in the arts because you're still getting in, um, especially with some of these technology solutions at the, you know, the front of the curve, you, you know, you, you we haven't reached right. the you know, sort of the middle yet. So it's, it's like really still exciting. So, you know, I want to encourage people to, you know, take a look at all these programs and, you know, if you have a cool idea, think about it. Maybe you can apply it to the theater or to entertainment because there's still a tremendous amount of opportunity there.
1: Right. I think, you know, it's so fascinating. I, uh, I guess last a week and a half ago, two Fridays ago, I went to the opening night of, um, it's called Future of Storytelling, uh, is a big conference here in New York, and they have what's called their Story Arcade, which is going for the next three or four weeks, uh, which you get a chance, you should totally go, but I'm going to go back again anyway, but um, essentially what it highlights are storytellers um, using different mediums, right? So whether it's VR or AR or uh, all old factory experiences, uh, and they create purpose-built narratives for the text with that distribution channel in mind. And some will work, some won't work. But the most the exciting thing to me is there's no end to the new types of media and distribution channels out there, and that's just growing at a rapid scale that no one can comprehend. And I think that just leads itself to people who to opportunities in different ways of doing business. And forget the actual content creation, because that's not what we're here, we're not here to talk about finding the next great American play or VR experience. We're here to talk about the infrastructure that supports that artist. Right. So uh, if you think about people who are artists can mean so many things today, I think it's so exciting. It's more than it ever has been, because there's so many different ways to tell a story, to invoke an emotion, uh, to provide a narrative. And I think the more we can do to encourage and support the creation of those distribution channels and those media platforms, uh, the, and in fact, the ways in which we collaborate and create, uh, the more diverse the voice we're going to get both from the creator and from the media on which it's created, right? And that just, if that just rapidly expands the opportunity for live entertainment in general, because the more that's available to people on demand, the more we see an increased value placed upon live experiences. Um, so I think they can coexist. And I don't think it's necessarily a competition in that way. I think it actually is. A coexisting structure—that's a really crazy thing that no one anticipated was going to happen—and I could be totally wrong, right? But I think five years from now we're going to see that everybody—that a rising tide is in deep floating all boats—and it's just creating more and more demand for content that inspires people uh, on multiple levels.
0: Yeah, and I would go even a step further than you know when you're talking about storytellers and artists can be anything. I would say that in in the most purest and most beautiful way. That if you are doing something innovative, you know, like an accelerator or, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, if I'm being generous, what I do on a daily basis, we're all artists, right? Because there's not like a one size fits all. It's not like we're um, following an Ikea manual to put together our Ikea couch, right? We're all trying to, we're all creative in our own way. And some, you know, some of these tech solutions are creating something that has an application in the live entertainment area is in its own form creating an art and it, you know, and it can be a really beautiful addition to the ecosystem. And, and, I, and I, you know, again, I'm beating a dead horse a little bit here, but, you know, I'm really excited by the, you know, the opportunities and the ideas that will come out of these things because, um, you know, there is no limit to what a creative person can do um, to help, you know expand and create demand around the arts and entertainment. I mean, you know, it's, it's just the opportunities are endless. And I think that's like, if there's anything that I talk about a lot, it's just like be a little bit bit more creative and be a little bit willing to take a risk and maybe screw up. Um, Lord knows I'll speak for myself here. I've screwed up more than I care to admit most days. Um, and that's the only reason that I've had any sort of success at all is because I have completely (laughs) screwed (laughs) up. And so oh boy, Dave, when you,
1: start, when you start telling a guy in a suit and tie that he's an artist, I don't know. I think you're going to lose some of your listenership, but whatever. Yeah, I get it. No, I totally agree with you. I think you know. On the other side of this, just to be very transparent, like this is an accelerator. We are doing a cash investment, and we are taking an equity percentage. So we do also hope to make money. But I think um those things sh- can and should coexist. But yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I think um it's just a, it's one of the one of the benefits of living in the time we live in is this. I, I do think you're seeing a merging of the concept of creativity and creation and artistic uh, expression with business, and thinking that that those are not mutually exclusive things. Like it's not just the guys in the suits and you know the people on on the, on the in the all black doing all the directing, right? It's it's a, it's a merging of those roles, and I think that's very cool, and I hope to see more of that. Uh, but I will never claim to be someone of any kind of artistic taste. Uh, my job really is making sure those people have a platform and the ability to do their job better. <laughs> but, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get struck by lightning and that will change one day, but we'll see.
0: Well, I think you're um, you're underselling your importance because I've learned over the years that, um, well, it, uh, someone with a brand name like mine, you know, I understand that there is an art form to get to generating money. <laughs> so, wow, well, okay, that that maybe so, that's true. And so, like, you know, and you're I do have a
1: minor in tap though, and a and a and a music theater degree, so there's that. But that'll I be the, the next time.
0: That'll be the next time we go drinking. That, that, that'll come out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, so let me ask you one more question because I want to be uh, cognizant of your time. Um, what, is, what are your aims and ambitions? What, you know, if, if the accelerator of the first class goes according to plan, your highest expectation, what does success look like for, for it?
1: Yeah, on, on the nuts and bolts side, uh, you know, we are doing this first cohort. Uh, ultimately, we have the funding and the infrastructure to support four participating companies. Essentially, so not just four people, but four entities, uh, right? And what that looks like is each entity will get uh, a cash investment uh, for an equity percentage. Uh, we're not announcing that publicly right now. Uh, we're going to kind of leave that to, to discuss with each person as they as we come across them. But uh, there is a cash investment, equity percentage, and then a three-month program uh, that will be uh, one month of which will be on-site in New York, uh, a two-week kickoff, and then a week check-in at each point uh, plus. A pilot or sandbox environment test should each participant want that that can extend beyond the three-month period if we need to so what we're hoping for is a lot of applications right and we are intentionally a question I get all the time is you know who are you thinking about what's like your dream participant and I do have some of those uh, and we are courting some people to apply but it is an open application everyone goes to the same application process I'm intentionally not saying what I'm looking for because I don't want to rule anyone out so we would love to have an application at, you know, any stage. I will say like, someone at a series A level is not the right fit for us. Uh, we're looking usually pre-seed, uh, or seed level that have a working proof of concept, although we won't turn someone away that anybody can apply. To, so there's consideration there. But we just want people that are looking to, uh, and in, in, uh, innovate and build companies and build careers um, in the live entertainment space across the board uh, and that's as far as we're going uh, and they can have future applications beyond that uh, you know some buckets that we want to get into buckets um, are things around like patron experience uh, and what that means so broad broad strokes things in food and beverage things in merchandise things in augmented experiences uh, opportunities around as a second bucket. Um, collaboration for, like we talked about quite a bit about how the creative process works, how you create efficiencies in the ways that playwrights and screenwriters and directors and costumers work together and uh, create together in a way that creates efficiencies. Because in a very boring kind of uh, corporate way, I see efficiencies as improved creativity. And the reason I say that is if you can reduce the cost of putting something on its feet in the entertainment world, uh, meaning... 10 million dollars to put up uh, this show or this movie or this streaming thing. You can reduce that cost. What you do is increase the likelihood that the investor, the money behind it, will take a risk on a lesser known short thing, which I think ultimately elevates the type of experiences and content we create. That's why I focus on these kind of business aspect Side Security is another interesting component that we could be looking at, as well as ticketing sales and distribution, right? How we um, get more tickets and more experiences to more people both who are currently buying and people who we've yet to tap into um, across age and socioeconomics. So we're really looking for everything, and, and that's as specific as I, as I want to get at this point. But I think, uh, like I said, we will have as many applicants want to come in and apply. Applications open April 1st. I will, I'll give you the, the website that you can put up as well along that. Um, and uh, that's, it's very exciting. And the process will involve, uh, you know, we have a vetting team that goes through and does the due diligence and there's very Uh, And then there will be a selection day, and then way we'll go. So that's kind of where we are at this moment, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, And And like you said, we expect that we're going to learn a lot in this process, but uh, there's a lot of commitment from everyone around to the process and making sure that we do right by the people who are participating and really see this as an opportunity to build those companies, uh, which is, you know, if they succeed, we succeed. So that's the goal.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it, again... Uh, as far as beating a dead horse goes, I'm going to beat this dead horse a little bit more. I think it's a great program. I know that we talked, uh, there's going to be some great mentors for everybody. There's going to be some great access to like some really smart, smart, smart people uh, probably much smarter than at least me um, that, you know, that everybody will have the opportunity to talk to. Um, It's going to be really, really super fantastic. Um, You know, it's some, one of these situations uh, where it's uniquely, your goals are lined up with the business that you're working with, which uh, sometimes when you do take an investment or a seed level investment of any kind, that doesn't necessarily always happen. Um, You know, so, so I I really, anybody that's listening to me or that encounters this um, I would encourage you to take, if you have something that's at all takes a shot at live entertainment to do that. Right. Because there's a great opportunity around security that's Applicable everywhere, food and well, beverage. And I, like you were I, talking I tell about. You,
1: you know, I would tell you, to, to, and I, anybody who's listening, to say if, if you're interested in applying, you know, what are really what we've learned over the last five or ten years, um, we've taken some investments from in certain companies. Is uh, you know, money is money, and, and money is great, uh, but I don't want to be glib. But money is cheap in this way. What we really provide, and what we're trying to provide, is smart money. So we want to provide the investment as a mechanism to work and be a partner with a founder. But what we really think is important is the connections and the insight and the strategic advice that we can provide to this company as they look to grow and thrive in this industry. And, you know, like way back we were talking about kind of the ecosystem within New York, that's the other big piece of why we're trying to create these inroads with our um, fellow accelerators and incubators and investors in the city who've done this for a lot longer than we have, is that we know we're going to get applicants that are interesting and we love, but maybe maybe just aren't the best fit for us and for what we can provide. Um, and so we're trying to also be good partners in this way and provide access and a flow to other people within the city as well in this ecosystem to make sure that we can kind of be a plug in um, so if we're not correct if we can find the right fit.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a fa- uh, Again, it's a fantastic idea. It's a fantastic program. Um, as I've told Kyle several times, I'm going to put as much of my uh you know marketing platform and my help whatever behind the program because i want to see people be successful uh both kyle and i share a um i think a driving interest in helping people create sustainable careers in the arts and entertainment um and i i mean i'm really just excited about this so i was like really excited to have you on today um, so thank you for doing this um before i let you go how can people find you on the internet, and how can people find the website for the accelerator?
1: Yeah. So the uh, URL for the accelerator is uh, techaccelerator.broadway. Uh, and I can be reached. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Kyle Wright uh, with the Schubert organization. And uh, on that website, there will be contacts for myself and for the other two partners uh, in, the, uh, in the initiative. So that's the answer. Techaccelerator.broadway goes live this week. And, um, yeah, that's where you can find all the information you need.
0: Awesome. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for doing this.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been great.
0: Once again, I want to thank Kyle Wright from the Schubert organization for taking the time to be a guest on the business of fun podcast. I hope you found the conversation as exciting as I did the innovation platform, the opportunity to participate in the accelerator. It's just great, great, great stuff. And I'll put links to everything in the show notes. As always, you can find me by visiting my website. It's www.davewakeman.com. You can find my blog. You can find, I actually, as I'm dropping this podcast on Friday afternoon, March 15th, on Monday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, I am going to do a webinar called 10 Ways to Maximize Your Premium Seating Sales. You can get that. By sending me an email, if you listen to this over the weekend at Dave at DaveWakeman.com, put webinar in there, and I will shoot you back the link to my special webinar, mainly because I haven't figured out how to plug it into my website or anything yet. So just send me an email. I'll get you signed up for that. You find my blog. You can find show notes for a lot of the podcasts and blogs with the lessons learned. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at David Wakeman. Um, I got a couple of really exciting things. I'm going to be doing a workshop in at Los Angeles on June 5th, 2019. The location to be determined a one day workshop, all focused on selling and marketing to the premium and luxury buyer. Uh, you can also find out more about that by emailing me at dave at davewakeman.com. I have a brand new sales training that I'm going to take to the world of sports. And entertainment sellers. So, I'm going to go into the sales bullpen and I'm going to create a special training just for you guys. Uh, I'm going to give it maybe once or twice. So, uh, you can again email me if you have any questions about that. Um, all kinds of exciting stuff going on. Um, but, and you'll find most of it at, by visiting my website, dave at davewakeman.com. If you like the podcast, I want to remind you that I'd love it if you'd subscribe. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Uh, I can pick it up in my car now. I mean, I just say, put my name in. It comes up. It's great. Go there. Find it on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe and leave a review. Maybe the most important thing I can ask of you, though, is share the podcast with just one person. This is really, really important. It helps drive listeners to the podcast. It helps make sure I get really great guests like Kyle, like Lawrence Purrier who's coming up. Maybe in next episode, Steven Glicken I've uh, got Patrick Ryan's going to come on the podcast I've got a lot of really great uh, Episodes that I've already done With like people like Ghislaine Bullman um, uh, Kat Spencer, who's on the board Of uh, Intix, Maureen Anderson from Intix uh, Mike Guffrey, you know, it makes sure that I can continue to do this, deliver you value, to make sure that I'm still smart. Um, you know, it makes it really helps a lot. Uh, and finally, I want to thank Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. They have been tremendous supporters of mine. They have been tremendous friends to me. F- visit them. Find out how working with Booking Protect can create a better buying experience for your customers. You can create more peace of mind in the purchase process and how they can help you create a brand new stream of revenue for your organization. As I said at the start, we're starting to do some blogs on their website at www.bookingprotect.com that cover the sales process. We're going to talk about data coming up. We're going to talk about tools that can help you accelerate the buying process. We're going to talk to you about how to use your data that you gather from offering refund protection and the people who buy and don't buy refund protection. But you can use that to even create a uh, multiple to purchase buyer. A You can create ways that you can offer subscriptions or you can enhance the subscription. We're going to cover all kinds of really valuable things that you can use as you build a partnership with Booking Protect and because of the data that has you have access to through the Booking Protect platform. It's going to be a great series. Um, there's going to be just tremendous opportunities to learn and grow. Um, and as always, thank you for listening. Check out Kyle's new program the and Schubert's new program with this Accelerator program. Um, you know, check it out. If you're in the business and you want to do that, um, you have a new idea that you think would benefit from the, the program, apply, participate, get involved. It's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think there's just like... I'm so excited that they've let me learn a little bit more about it. It's just really great. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Take it easy.